You're listening to The Fitness Lounge, where we discuss in-depth everything from fitness, health, wellness, and mindset. Whether you're just beginning your fitness journey or you've been involved in fitness for years, we have a little something for everyone. So just sit back, lounge for a bit with us, and enjoy. Hi, and welcome back to The Fitness Lounge. We're your hosts, Nick. And Ben. And today we are going to be talking about how to maintain proper nutrition with a busy or unpredictable schedule. Before we get started in this episode, I want to take a moment and really thank our listeners. Um, We've had such a great response uh, with our launch week here. Uh, We've already seen uh, listeners coming in from around the globe already. So we really appreciate the uh, input, the feedback. Yeah, thanks for the support. Absolutely, guys. We, We want to make sure that we're here to provide as accurate and as best of content as possible. And we want to provide you the information that you're looking for. So if you have questions, requests for topics that you'd like to hear, please email us at podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. Or you can hit us up on our Instagram page, which is fitness lounge podcast. No the on that, just fitness lounge podcast. So let's go ahead and dive right in. First and foremost, we, we want to recognize that very few people have the benefit of having such a flexible schedule that eating enough of the right stuff is not an issue for them. However, most of us work one or two jobs in some cases. Uh, We have kids to take care of. We have other life obligations. So stopping and cooking a fresh meal five to seven times a day, it's, it's just not feasible. It's almost impossible. Near impossible for the vast majority of us. I would even say some of the people who have the time. That's still a hard thing to do. Yeah, that's a lot of cooking to do in, in one day. <laughs> you almost have to enjoy cooking. I know some especially people who if, do. Yeah, especially with small portions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Monica and friends maybe would yeah, probably do that. Right. So, um, but obviously there are plenty of people who are managing to eat all the nutrients and proper calories that they need to look and perform the way they want to. So we know that there are people who are working full-time jobs and they're maintaining their nutrition the way they should be. So the obvious question that we get from a lot of people is, well, what's the difference between them and me? And really the only difference is how they approach their day, their week, as it pertains to their nutrition. Right. They, they have a plan and they plan ahead of time and they prepare for that. Right. So I'm guilty of this morning. I, uh, talking about nutrition, I thought this was funny. I, I took my first meal with me. I ate my first meal at 3 a.m. and uh, I forgot to bring my second meal with me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop at Rose's and crushed me about four soft <laughs> breakfast tacos and like I said earlier when we were talking I uh, you know my mind said that was great but my body's like what are you doing <laughs> I felt it afterwards so e- even the great Ben is yeah not, well, yeah not it was perfect. so good though oh man I, I mean I paid for it but yeah we uh, all do yeah so first and foremost since we're talked about that first meal you, you don't ever want to miss breakfast most important meal of the day and I, I know a lot of people that that'll wake up in the morning and and they just, they're not hungry. You know, my daughter's one of them. She won't, she probably won't eat till, eat till lunch. Um, but that, that, that meal is what kickstarts your day. Gets your body moving, gets everything functioning and working. Well, it's been in a state of starvation all night. Right. You've been fasting all night. Exactly. In essence. And so it's, it's been chewing on what you've had left in reserves, right? Um, you know, I was doing a, a, a diet a long time ago called carb backloading. Um, and told, I'll go into, I'll, I remember you telling me. About oh that. yeah. Like I said, I probably the only diet that I would recommend to very few people, uh, very specific, but I loved it. It was fantastic, but it's a short term thing. Well, anyways, one of the, one of the things is you don't start off with an actual meal. You start off with a, what they call an accelerator shake, which is basically protein powder and coffee. 
And that's how you start. And then you have your breakfast usually about two or three hours later. Well, I've kept with that for years now, even though I'm not doing carb backloading, that's just how I start my day. And my mom does it and my wife does it too. And recently I was looking, cause she's been having some issues with energy throughout the day, just feeling a little groggy. I mean, there's lots of reasons for that, but I said, you know, one of the things that could be contributing to that is you're not starting off with a well-rounded meal. So I've been getting up extra early, cooking her, you know, eggs. Making a good meal yeah, for her, yeah. And, and then now I'm having it too. I'm still having my shake, but I'm doubling down having my shake yeah, with, that. with that. Yeah, so, and I'll tell you, I feel better having solid food in me starting off right at the beginning of the day. And, that, and that's, you know, that's what I've been doing too. Because normally when I, you know, I get up early for work and I wouldn't, most of the time I wouldn't touch anything until probably five in the morning, you know, I'd get up at one, two or three, depending on what time it was. And I wouldn't touch any food till about five in the morning. But lately I've been right when I get up, I make it and I eat it in the truck on the way to work. And I've noticed that I feel better. I'm actually more awake at the job sites and with what I'm doing. Your stomach stops grumbling, doesn't it? Yeah. And what before I'd be sitting on the job site in my truck and I'd be like, Oh man, I'm kind of tired. Like I feel like I can take a nap. But lately since I've been doing that, I haven't felt tired. Yeah. the, The, there's a hormone that's released when you sleep. Um, into your digestive system. So when you wake up and you get the grumbly tumblies, yep. that's actually a hormone that's called uh, ghrelin. I think I that pronounced it properly. Um, kind of goes with the word grumbling. Exactly. So it's designed <laughs> to signal you to eat. It's supposed right. to. Um, and once you have food, it dies down and it stops. Yep. So it's the body's natural reaction to do that. Um, as I mentioned before, as with any plan to succeed, preparing is the most important part. So you hear the term, you know, meal prep, and it's like, oh my gosh, I have to meal prep? Well, I mean, you don't have to meal prep. I mean, if you don't want to hit your fitness goals or you plan on, you know, cooking five meals a day on the spot, right. well, I guess you don't have to meal prep. But just like the old saying goes, the dentist tells the, the, the patient, you only brush the teeth you want to keep. I mean, you only, you know, prep the meals that you want to succeed with, I guess. So uh, what we are going to spend some time talking about today is meal prepping, what it is, how to properly do it, how to incorporate it, and how to avoid, honestly, it feeling like a chore. Because I promise you, if you're doing meal prepping properly, it's actually more freeing oh, absolutely. for a lot of reasons. Yes. So th- this is something that we want you to kind of open your mind to if you haven't done it before. If you have and it didn't work, try and brush those old habits off, the old experiences, because we're going to give you a fresh new look at this. So what is meal prepping? Meal prepping is not ordering a pizza and putting one slice in a Tupperware. Now, <laughs> some people will call it that. I've actually seen pictures on Facebook. People like put laying Tupperware out and they had like a piece of pizza in one and a beer in another. Yeah, one. the Corona. Uh, yeah, I said that. my meal prepping done for the week. <laughs> but I mean, if you want to call it that, that's fine. But so, you know, like you just said, people are like, so I have to meal prep, right? Well, I, I found for myself, I, we, me and my wife would do it on Sundays usually. And we would make enough for four days maybe five, depending on what we're making. But, and we'd cook the big stuff, you know, like the meats, mm-hmm. uh, rice, potatoes. The stuff that takes a while to cook. Right. And, and that stuff can last three, four, five days. Oh, easily. So we, and we put it in big tubs or, cause we didn't like to portion everything out and have 45 little Tupperware things with our food. So we just put it in big tubs and weigh it every time we ate it. So mm-hmm. the only other things that we wouldn't make would be like, you know, you, eggs, that's, that's an everyday thing. Yeah. Eggs are yeah. hard. They're tough. I tried that one I mean, time. It, you can make some to last probably two days, maybe three, but two after or that, three. Man, it doesn't. It I tried doing bad. it and then freezing them and then re that didn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. That didn't sound good at all. <laughs> no, it no. was horrible. Yeah, to that point though, you, you made a mention of how you'll cook it yep. and then you'll basically, for lack of a better word, bag it 
right in in bulk and right. then pull it as you need as it. As I need it, right. The alternative method is, you know, actually portioning out into Tupperware. And that's yeah, so, one of the things yeah. I did was I yep. bought a whole new refrigerator. It ended up crapping out on me, so I can't do it anymore. But I bought a whole new refrigerator so I could just say, hey, I'm, I'm already got the kitchen messy. I've already got everything out. This would be a lot easier to go ahead and weigh everything. I'm in that mindset. I don't have to re-get right. get my... So depending on your schedule, your personality type, either one of those is is a, a successful way. I've done both. I've succeeded with both. It really just depends on your your schedule. I think, yeah, I was gonna say it probably depends on your time. If you got the time to actually portion it all out at that t at, at that moment and put it in the Tupperware, then you know do it. But or if you don't have time later in the week to pull it out and right. weigh it at the on the spot, right. it's easier to do it. So yep. yeah, I, I agree. Why should I meal prep? We get this question quite often. You know, what, what's the point? What are the benefits? Right. right. Yep. Well, there's actually a few. So first and foremost. It will save you time compared to cooking meals when it's time to eat, even if you're only eating three meals a day. Now, you speak with almost every nutritionist or doctor, they're going to tell you the ideal amount of times that you should be taking in proper nutrition is five to seven times a day. The reason for that is to keep your body burning and churning at a yep. consistent rate. And that's what, yeah, that's what increases your metabolism more. Yes, exactly. Because the body knows that it's yep. getting that food. As we talked about last time, it's not shutting the door, right? right? It's not yep. closing it off. Um, so, but even if you're at three meals a day, if you're the type of person who has to, you know, stop, I'm going to make breakfast and I'm going to go make my sandwich for lunch or whatever it is, or my salad, and I got to make dinner, I promise you, you take all that time, that's easily probably an hour. Oh, yeah. If you're meal prepping and, and you're doing on a four-day turnaround time, mm -hmm. meal prepping, if done properly, should not take longer than two hours, and that's two hours across four days as opposed to an hour a day across. You just picked up two hours out right. of a four-day period that's almost four hours a week. Yep that you get back in your life that you can spend anywhere else with friends, family, if you're yeah, and you know, it's all, workaholic. Everything's made for you, so you just pull it out and heat it up and eat it. Absolutely. You know? It's a lot better because the alternative, what people will do, is they're they're pulling food out and eating it anyways on the spot, but it's yeah. pre-frozen, you know. Or even stopping getting fast food. Exactly, you know? exactly. So the other one is, it, it talking about stopping and grabbing food on the way out, it saves you money. Right. It will save you money because getting it and cooking it, you're not paying someone else to cook it for you. So it does save you money. You can guarantee that you get all of your proper macronutrients that you need within a day because you've already prepared it that way. You've set it up within your meals that you know this meal has to have this much and this meal has to have that much. So as long as you're actually eating all the meals that you allocated for that day and you're not just splurging and going way over the top and eating everything else in addition, you're going to get right to where you need to hit your target, whether that's muscle growth, fat loss, combination of both. You're gonna right. be. You're gonna make sure that you hit that target. And the last thing is, is quite honestly, for most people, this is the only way to guarantee that you will hit your nutritional for target. Sure. For if sure. If you're winging it again, you, what is it? No one plans to fail, but they fail to plan. Exactly. So if you don't set off with this preparation in place, you have a lot harder time hitting that target and achieving those goals and which just breeds frustration, yep. disappointment. That's when you throw in the towel. And our goal is that no one throws in the towel. We want to help everyone meet, exceed, sustain their fitness goals. You've heard of the six P's, right? Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Try and say that 10 times fast. I can't. <laughs> I don't think I can hit that twice. Fast. I challenge any of our listeners to do that 10 times fast. That was uh, one of our things we'd always say in the Marines a lot. Yeah. And how true it is. So the other thing is uh, how many so how many meals should you prep? I mean that's a big question that I'm sure a lot of people have that have never done it before, um, and really it, it's going to depend on your specific needs. You know, for instance, if you have 
two protein shakes a day, have, or, you know, or a shake without protein, like a what do you call those? Like a smoothie with like the yeah, just like a vegetables, yeah. you know, things like that in it. Cronies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. And then, uh, so then you might only need three to five meals a day. So if you're doing seven meals a day, you got two of those meals could be a protein shake. Uh-huh. And I would recommend, you know, they have actually meal replacement protein shakes that has more stuff in it besides protein. And, you know, I know we talked about, we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode with supplements, but, you know, make sure that you're getting the right shakes. Yeah. Well, on that note, I would say for a lot of our listeners that are beginning out, the meal replacement is far better because you don't know what supplements the, yeah. are the yeah. right ones. What do you need? What can you avoid? So like for me personally, I think for you, we're kind of past the point of needing to go get pre-done um, meal replacements. We, right. I don't we, even mess with those anymore. Yeah. We're, we're kind of mixaholics when it comes to our protein shakes because we're putting in various supplements and, and whatnot to give us what we need. But for the person starting off or, or even quite frankly, the person who just doesn't have time to mess with all that, a convenient way is those meal replacement shakes. Right. So if you're the, the goal again is five to seven meals a day. So where we came up with those numbers is if you're having two of those shakes, obviously on the, if you're having five meals, that can mean you're prepping three. If you're having seven, mm-hmm. you're prepping five. Or, or even if you did five meals a day and you still have a lunch, breakfast and dinner at whatever times, your schedule is going to dictate all this. Absolutely. The other two could be a meal replacement shake. Exactly. How many days in advance should one prep? You mentioned that you prep usually four days in advance. Four, yep. I live a little more dangerously. I'm seven days. Wow. I, I, I will spend, I'll spend a few hours on a yeah. Saturday or a Sunday, um, depending on whatever day is busier for my wife that she's out running mm-hmm. errands and stuff. I try and take that time. So I'm not meal prepping when I have the time with her at home. Yeah. Um, and I'll get that all done. Now, my stomach's like a steel trap, so I don't. And I also know, having worked in the restaurant industry for ten years, I know that you can cook chicken, yes, and it will last for seven days oh, if sure. you've done it, it right. Yep. Regardless of what people tell you, now health industry tells you you can't serve that to people, but if you're doing it to yourself, that's perfectly fine, quite frankly. Now, fish, different story, no. but uh, steak, ground beef, ground Turkey, all of that perfectly fine. Now, again, my wife, she doesn't really like it come day five or six. That's fine. Those meals are for me. Yeah. yeah. The three to four days out method works again, if your schedule dictates it. Yes. Usually taking a day off for some people who have a split schedule where like they have three days on, take a day off, two days on, take a day off using your debt. Your off days are great ideas for, putting those in place. Right. Yeah. And that's what we would, we would do. That's why I did about the four days. Cause you know, our Fridays and Saturdays with the kids and everything, it gets, it's not a regular work day. So things are always fluctuating and different to schedule, sometimes busy, sometimes not. So we would at least have most of the week taken care of. And then, you know, Saturday and Sunday, we didn't really mind cooking a single meal here or there or whatnot, or whatever we had left over, you know? So what kind of foods are considered proper for meal, meal prepping, you know, healthy carbs like brown rice, potatoes, Quinoa. Quinoa, yeah. Quinoa is a good one. I always want to say something else. Kuno, quinoa. <laughs> yeah. I've never been it's, able to pronounce that word. You so. know, it's it's a hard word to pronounce, but yep. it's also... it's also, I don't even try anymore. I don't even like eating it, quite frankly. I it reminds say, me too much of grits. Yeah, I say the rice that starts with a Q. That's what I usually do. I, I, I can't say it. So there, for the listeners out there, you can make fun of me for that. Um, so anyways... Uh, I, I will. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know, I get made fun of all the time. Uh, meats and other protein sources, but be careful with the fish. Like, like Nick was saying earlier, you know, that's, I, I've tried that before where I made fish 
to try to go about six or seven, five or six. And I tell you what, when you get to about the day four or five and you open that sucker up and it's like, oh, my gosh, the smell – First of all, uppercuts you in the nose. Yeah. And then it looks slimy and, uh-huh. you know, the, I mean, it's, day, like, it's day like someone three, sneezed on it and there's snot everywhere. Day three is a good rule of thumb. It was, yeah, but it, we were meal prepping probably three or four years ago and I had meal prepped some salmon and broccoli. Oh, God. <laughs> and so the two my, worst smelling yeah, things, man. So, good grief. So day five or day six, my wife takes this to work. Oh, she didn't open it. <laughs> no, he, heats it up. In the break room, they, smells they call up, the fire department. Smells yeah. up the entire office, and and mind you, this is a that she worked at the time for a dental implant company. Oh jeez! <laughs> and so people, patients are coming in, having to get work done. It's they told her said you you can't do that anymore. <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, that, that's funny. Yeah, I, I'll tell you one thing I recommend for the fish is you know recently we bought one of those air fryers, and that thing is awesome. Air okay. fryers. Yep. Really? Yeah, you know, that thing is great, for the, especially for the fish. Because I'd get, like, you know, I do the white fish, so I do cod. Mm-hmm. And you put that sucker in there in about, you know, 14, 15 minutes. It's it's nice and kind of crispy on the outside. You, know, you can put your seasonings on and everything. It, it was great. I've never heard of the air fryer. Uh, you got to look into it. And you can cook anything in it. All kinds of, you know, chicken, burgers, steaks. I, I mean, did one you that can I make got off of QVC. And... It was like the infrared, like with a dome. Yeah, this is something different. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a dome-looking thing. almost looks like a giant egg, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, uh I mean, you can make anything in it, like stir-fried, you know, vegetables and all kinds really? of stuff. Really? I have to yeah, look into that. It's awesome. But there's one technique I, I have uh, I, I noticed that I've looked into. It's called the uh, the outer outer perimeter technique, or I don't know what maybe we're working for here, but the... Uh, the outer ring technique? Yeah. So it's at a grocery... It's at grocery stores is what it's for. Okay. So when you go into a grocery store, if you stay on the outer perimeter of the store, that's where you're going to find those whole foods and good foods like like fish and... Nuts, lean meats, uh, fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. If you stay on that outside of that store, and it's just, you know, I challenge the listeners to try it one time. If you're looking for good food, healthy food, just go into the store and stay on the outsides. And I bet you you could probably get everything you need to get for your meals. There was an old saying that I was told a while back to, if you really want to make sure you're eating healthy, don't eat foods that didn't exist 100 years ago. It makes sense. You know, if, sense. if it has an advertisement or it's, if it's got a box or a label on it, yep. it's probably not as good for you as just getting stuff straight out right. of the ground or from nature. Now, so. granted, there might be some things in the middle of the store you want to get, but right. it, your, your healthy food you're looking for and what we're talking about here, I bet you find 90% of it on the outside of the store. So you should, you should try that technique and see how it works for you. Absolutely. And, and, and in fact, I'd be interested to know, you know, those that will try it, let us know. Yeah, hit us up on our yeah. Instagram or shoot us an email. Yeah. We'd, love to, we'd love to hear how that technique works out for you. So proper meal prepping is go- is based around portions. So how do you determine what those portions are going to be? Well, we're not, you know, registered dietitians or certified nutritionists, right. so we can't actually tell you the listener specifically this is how many calories you need to eat and this is how mm-hmm. they need to get broken down, but we recommend you go speak with either a doctor or registered dietitian or certified nutritionist, someone who can help you figure out okay, according to your goals, what is the calorie intake that you should have each day? And of those calories, what should be protein? What should be carbs? What should be fats? Once you have that, then a very simple rule to just keep it easy math for everyone is you take those numbers and you divide it by the amount of meals you plan on right. eating. Yep. Now, again, going back to the fact if, okay, so let's say we're going to have two meal replacement shakes. Well, first off, you're going to take those. You're going to figure out your carbs, proteins, and yeah, fats. That, exactly. And you're going to subtract that out from your overall number. And then you're going to divide three the remainder. Or whatever it is. Yeah, by however many solid meals that you're prepping up. And if you can just keep it real, you know, even across the board, 
that's an easy way to do it. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't try and make this so difficult because there are some people like, well, you know, I, I have a, I have a fat heavy meal and then I have a carb heavy meal. Right. Don't make it difficult. It really doesn't need to be that way. The body is not going to sit here and give you, you know, this extra brownie, <laughs> you know, yeah. badge for, you know, switching things up. I promise you keeping things consistent, the body's going to give you exactly what you want to do. I think another question, we kind of talked about this a few times already is can, can I meal prep protein shakes? Uh, yes, you can. I yeah, mean, and I think we're talking not so much meal replacements, right. but specifically like the if powders you're gonna, type. Yeah, you know, if you're like, going to make your own, if you're going to blend yep. it like the way we do, if you're going to be right. your own protein shake bartender, can you do it? Yeah, absolutely you can. Uh, and it's simple. Just put it in a Ziploc bag, and if anything else you want to put in it, now you got it ready. And, you know, I always would mix mine with water because that was just the easiest thing because sometimes I wouldn't have an ice chest or something to carry milk in. It, mm -hmm. You know, milk obviously makes it taste a little better, but... Mm -hmm. Water is probably the best thing. I, I even know people that would use orange juice. Yeah. You know, I've, I've never tried that because it kind of like chocolate and orange just doesn't sound good to me. But I would say if you're doing like for me, my shakes, I have two shakes that I'll make. I'll have a chocolate and peanut butter type shake right. that I'll make. And then I have a fruit shake. And the fruit shake has, you know, it's what blackberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries. Yeah. Um, I'll put in uh, just I, I go to Costco and I get these chunked avocados that are frozen. So I just grab a couple chunks for the healthy fats in there. Right. I'll put in all my powders that I'm going to have. So personally for me, it's my creatine, my glutamine, right. my protein. I take some, some beta ball from NutriShop. Um, I take some powdered sugar. No, not powdered sugar. <laughs> although I used to do dextrose. Did I used to really? do dextrose yeah. powder. Absolutely. When I was, when I was doing uh, my carb backloading, absolutely. I needed that. Yeah. Um, but I'll, it's a, it's a powdered form of like all your, your vitamins from fruits and then same thing from yep. vegetables. Mm -hmm. So put all that in and then I'll throw a little bit of spinach in just to have some extra, you know, actual greens, even though it's not, it'll be blended up at that point. Yeah. And that's what I do. But if I was going to, if I was going to pre-prep that, I would do all of those things together without the liquid, like you said, in mm -hmm. a bag and then take it with me, ideally either frozen or however. I personally like to use, if I'm doing a fruit smoothie, I like to use frozen fruit, so I don't have right. to. That's what my wife does. Yeah, I don't have to bog it down with ice. Right. It, it exactly. becomes my ice. Right. So, because otherwise, I mean, my protein shakes would get you know fifty ounces. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, the big ones. Oh too, yeah. Too much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. If you can, try to eat at the same time each day. Yes. If sure. it's possible. Now we understand, obviously, from an unpredictable schedule standpoint. Yes. Not possible at all. However, the number one key to this is not, not so much that it's at the same time every day, but that you're keeping the same time intervals, ideally two to three hours apart. You, I mean, you can eat sooner than two hours if you need to, but you want to try and avoid going five, six hours in between. I, again, if you're, let's say you sleep for eight hours, you're mm -hmm. up for 16 and if you divide that out across five or seven meals, that's two to three hour intervals. Right. That's how you evenly pace right. out your nutrition th th throughout the day. Again, going back to the concept of bodybuilder versus sumo wrestler. Right. So, so finally, I think uh, the most important thing is drinking lots of water. I mean, oh, you mean you need to have water? Well, you should. I mean, yeah. co you mean Coke all day long isn't uh, going to work? No, I don't think it's a good idea. What about I mean, diet Coke? That's probably worse, actually. Yeah, with actually all the aspartame. <laughs> Yeah, lots of water. Now, I would recommend, and I know a gallon sounds like a lot, but you'd be surprised that you probably knock that out. And what I what I used to do is take a black marker and mm -hmm. I would write on, I would draw a line on that gallon jug. This by this time I want to have this much gone. Yep. By this time I want to have this much gone. And it was actually it helped me a lot. It was easy. Well, and when you're doing a show and well, especially know, for that, I don't know if you're you're 
guy had you at you know up to two gallons for a portion. I know mine did. Getting to two towards gallons the, a day, you end, better have those tick way. marks yeah. on there. So, yeah. but yeah, a gallon a day is, and that's recommended even for for women. And here's the deal: if you're if you're a small woman, you know, five foot one, a mm-hmm. hundred pounds, look, half a gallon, three gallons a day, is still going to be good. But a good way to gauge that: take the gallon, put your tick marks at a half, and t- tick marks at three quarters exactly. down the way, and then you'll know whether you drank it. Uh, my wife carries around a half gallon jug, and she knows, hey, I've got to fill this thing up twice. Mm-hmm. She she broke her lid. We both had one, and I. Mine was working fine, and she kept complaining, my lid, my lid, my lid. And she was carrying around what I'm drinking right now, which is a 32-ounce. We actually ended up switching for this reason. But she was carrying her 32-ounce around, and she was finding that it was way more difficult for her to get her water in each day because she just had the wrong apparatus holding it. Yeah. So I just basically gave her my lid and, you know, let her do what she needed to do. But now she's back up to the amount of water she needs to take. Ironically though, I'm finding that I'm not drinking as much as I need to because of this. Flip flop, didn't it? So I'm about to have to go back to grabbing a gallon with me and taking it each day. So that's funny. Well, we hope everyone really got a lot of benefit from this. Uh, I know there's tons of people out there that, that deal with busy schedules, unpredictable schedules. And as they say, when it comes to your health and, and fitness, 80 to 85% of it's nutrition. And so if we can help you overcome this, you know, one hurdle, we think that you'll get a lot of traction and a lot more momentum towards your goal than you have in the past. And I think we'll we'll have solved a big solution for you. So, well, you know what? We appreciate y'all checking in with us. And to all of our listeners, keep Keep crushing crushing it. it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Listen, we love connecting with our listeners, so if you have any questions or topic requests, please email them to podcast at thefitnesslounge.net. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fitness Lounge Podcast for more updates, tips, and content. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at fitnesslounge 3 We are excited to take this wonderful journey with you, and we'll see you next time here at the Fitness Lounge.